0: This podcast is brought to you by Rock My Wedding, the UK's most influential wedding brand. Hello, welcome back to Rock My Wedding, the podcast. Uh, Charlotte's here this episode. Hello. We missed you last episode. I've missed you. Oh, did you? (laughs) It wasn't the same without you. (laughs) Um, She's only come back uh, for this episode, to be honest, because um, uh, we're going to be talking about drinks, aren't Um, we? And, you know, cocktail queen and all that. (laughs) First things first then, is your venue providing the alcohol or are you? And if you are, does your venue um, charge corkage? Mm-hmm. What is corkage? I hear you ask. And I remember this coming up Yeah. the whole wedding discussions initially
1: and not really understanding really what it meant what it and why I should have to
0: pay for it. Yeah. So the uh, Oxford Dictionary defines Uh, corkage as a charge made by a restaurant or hotel for serving wine that has been bought in by a customer and the corkage charge will vary from venue to venue won't it Mm -hmm. Um, so that is a question to make sure you ask your venue if you want to supply your own uh, alcohol will they charge you for that or if there's
1: a very specific wine or drink that's personal to you yeah. and you definitely want it, yeah. you still obviously have to discuss that with the venue who might be able to get it in for you yes, or might prefer you do exactly. and then charge
0: you the corkage. And some venues actually don't charge a corkage if you want to supply your own booze. yeah. Um, so it might be that they don't have a fee at all, but it's you, likely that they straight might. Straight up, you need to check that out yeah. before you book or anything. And if you look on um, rockmywedding.co.uk forward slash other list to find your venue... Uh, we actually have on there in the services section whether that venue just charge a corporate fee or not. So if you're looking on the list for your venue, you'll see that straight away. Yeah, So that will help you. Let's go straight into the order of the day and when uh, you would traditionally offer Mm -hmm. drinks to Mm -hmm. your guests. There's not usually a drink before the ceremony. There isn't. However. There's a but, I feel there's a but coming. I'm going to rock the (laughs) bowl.
1: So uh, our wedding day, it was super hot. Yeah. They'd asked us ages and ages before the wedding, you know, like, do you want to have drinks before the ceremony? Because sometimes people hang around. They Because a lot of our guests are travelling quite far, yes. which is something to consider. Mm-hmm. If you've got a local venue and lots of your family and friends live near, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you know, the majority of your guests have travelled at least an hour, which was, that's supposed to be said for our wedding. Yeah. And it was a really hot day. yeah. So we decided literally, because we were up in the bridal suite, to call down and say to oh, the right. venue, look, I know initially we said no, but it's really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, could we just serve some elderflower cordial?
0: Yeah so Perfect. as the guests arrived they could at least yeah. have a drink absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh it just to your venue it's one of those things isn't it yeah. it's something you'd like you like you say circumstances it's really hot yeah even if it's bottled water yeah you know in under the seats or whatever just if you want to provide a drink before the yeah. ceremony then absolutely but yes it's absolutely. not you know it's not the usual thing that you have yeah. to consider is it no okay so after the ceremony uh generally have a drinks reception Mm -hmm. where you might have a few canapes floating around um and you'll want to serve both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks i think when it comes to deciding what drinks you're going to be serving in that that capacity is who's on your guest list is really important Mm -hmm. not to forget pregnant people Mm -hmm. elderly people who perhaps don't drink or people who just don't drink in general yeah um think a lot of emphasis gets put on the alcoholic side of mm-hmm. the drinks and perhaps people tend to miss out the soft drink side
1: yeah and also I think if you at a wedding and, and depending on what the timings of that wedding is to so say it's an earlier start yeah. you're going to be drinking for a long period of time yes. and so you just might want a soft drink yeah. for that and then
0: wait until the meal Absolutely. to have you your wine or whatever you can definitely stagger how much alcohol yeah. you're providing can't you yeah <laughs> you've got a few people mm-hmm. that can't be reined in you have to <laughs> yeah. adjust your uh, your drinks have some orange squash the one. <laughs> have <laughs> a box of fizz maybe <laughs> <it>? <laughs> um you could have your staff walking around and offering them out to guests or you could have a designated area for your guests to help themselves and we'll come on to some ideas of um drink stations a little yeah. bit later on in the episode. Um, but there's those two options. Of course, you could have both yeah. as well if you wanted to. Uh, we The next part of the wedding where you require some drink is the wedding breakfast. You know, the normal scene, Look, usually a couple of bottles of red, a couple of bottles of white, jug of water, whatever it might be. But you don't have to stick to that format. No. You can serve whatever drinks you want to serve. Mm-hmm. goes back again to knowing your guest list. If if a lot of your friends and family don't like wine, you don't have to have wine on your tables. No, beer, um, spirits, nice and be jug of pims, those, nice jug of pims. There's alternatives to having to mm-hmm. have to have wine. Um, so again, if you, your venue is providing your alcohol, then have a discussion with them about that. Yeah, um, as I'm sure they can offer alternatives to wine. And of course, you will generally have a separate drink for your toasts as well. Mm. Traditionally, people serve. Champagne and/or
1: a version of, i.e., Prosecco or Cava. That's right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the final part of your um, order of the day is the evening reception, uh, and here's where you, largely, your guests are accessing the bar. So you have to decide: you're going to have a free bar? Uh, are you going to you know, use a maybe a token service where each guest gets a token, so they get fr- one free drink? Mm-hmm. Do the guests have to pay for every drink? You don't. You don't have to offer a free bar. You don't have to offer any free drinks. Your the bar is there to provide that service, isn't it? And yeah. um, I don't think there should be any expectation for you to be providing a free bar. No. Yes. One thing you probably should do is get a price list from your venue for the bar, um, because the last thing you want is for them to be making all their money from the bar and charging your guests a ridiculous amount. So that could be something that has some bearing on your decision. Well, that could be a yes venue. or no for the
1: venue, couldn't it? Exactly. Essentially, if, you know, yeah. if it's like everything, what's important to you? Mm-hmm. You love wine, you know, you, the drinks aspect of it is really important to you as a couple yeah. the last thing you want to do is you know give your Bank guests your a, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah everything you know cocktails and cost you 15 quid yeah
0: thank you and
1: goodbye
0: <laughs> i'll have one and goodbye <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so the big question we've just covered off when you're providing mm-hmm. the beverages for your guests how much do you need to provide mm. now this is where a i'm going to go dollar Claire, question carol vorderman on you and <laughs> bring out some figures it's not my strong point, so bear with me. Right. We've already talked about thinking about your guests. Are they big drinkers? How many pregnant people are there? How many people are driving? All of that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And this can just help you to figure out how much of each thing you need yeah. to provide. But I'm going to kind of go over averages and base it on like 100 guests. Because we know from our previous episodes, that's about the sort of average. Isn't yeah. it? So if you've got more or less people attending, you can just kind of adjust it to suit. So let's start with how much drink you'll get from your average bottle of something. So for a bottle of Prosecco, champagne, carver, you'll get an average of six 125ml glasses okay. out of one bottle. Okay. So it's going to go a long way. It's a smaller glass, obviously, but it's going to go a little bit further than a bottle of wine, which you'll get um, five, maybe, um, but four comfortably. Mm-hmm. So uh, six glasses from a bottle of Prosecco Four comfortable glasses from a bottle of wine. That's a small glass. A 175 rather than okay. a large. So, than a large yeah. And I think everyone starts off quite conservatively, don't they, when mm-hmm. they're sort of pouring their wine. Um, and if you actually, if you want to try and um, manage that a little bit, you can ask that the staff pour the wine, I suppose, Yeah. as well, to ki- get you going and not fi- filling the glasses up right to the top. Uh, a bottle of beer is, well, a bottle of beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One serving per bottle. <laughs> um, and if you're providing your own booze and you want to um, try and save a bit of money along the way with the beer, you can get a keg. Now, a keg's going to get you quite a lot of beer. So it will get you 124 pints. Wow. Yes, yeah, quite a lot, isn't it? Or the equivalent of 165 bottles worth of, okay. of beer. Yeah. A good way to try and control the amount of alcohol consumed early doors, like we were just saying, is to perhaps start by only serving a half pint. Or a bottle of beer rather than going f- full pints from the get-go yeah. just to keep that alcohol volume down a little bit. If you're going for spirits, a litre of spirits should get you around 22 shots. So again, that's quite a lot of yes. a lot of drink out of one bottle of spirits. And now I'm going to look at what you might need per table. So we've gone through what the basics are of what you're mm-hmm. going to get from a bottle. So what would you need to fulfil like the wedding breakfast okay um so this is 10 tables of 10 now this is what's going on yeah. with 100 guests yeah so we'll look at what you're going to need to take you from the drinks reception to the end of the wedding breakfast which means as in the ceremonies finish yeah you're starting
1: the drinks reception yep yeah. and this is until the point where your wedding breakfast
0: finishes that's right and then you do all your dancing that's the one so one drink per guest per hour which I would say is fair. Yeah. Your venue also might be able to advise you if, if you're not providing your own booze, what they would generally suggest that you yep. offer out to your number of guests. But yes, yeah, so your drinks reception could probably last up to two hours. So that's two glasses of wine, let's say, mm-hmm. per guest. Um, meaning that you'll need 200 servings of wine. Now this is bearing it, taking into consideration every single person yeah. on your 100 Or Prosecco or pims or whatever it is whatever that you're serving. Yeah. So that would be the equivalent of 34 bottles of Prosecco or 50 bottles of wine okay which sounds a lot mm-hmm. doesn't it it mm-hmm. sounds a lot but now of course like i've just said not everyone's going to want an alcoholic drink so you're going to need to provide some soft drinks as well an example of that a, a litre carton of juice or a litre of you know elderflower uh, cordial or something like that um that will give you about six servings so you can just do the math it's the same as the prosecco point i make about that
1: is you don't have to serve what would be classed as expensive drinks Mm -hmm. like the whole way through yeah you know not everyone's a wine connoisseur not everyone's that bothered about serving champagne or indeed drinking champagne but if there is something that you do really like whether that's a wine or a champagne and it is quite expensive Mm. just having one glass per person is plenty like that's yeah a nice treat you know and if you're thinking of when to serve that yeah we had a really interesting quote from one of our um, venues that are on our directory the list so this is a jasmine ebden taylor who's the event manager at the wild fork and she said if you're planning your speeches after the wedding breakfast avoid expensive champagne after arrival drinks and the wedding breakfast, your guest palettes won't be up to detecting the delicious and delicate flavours of a good champagne. Huh? Save the best for the arrival when guests can truly appreciate it. Oh, that's interesting. So potentially it? after the ceremony, perhaps that's when you give everyone a glass the of of the champagne or oh, right. the expensive wine that you like or whatever it might be.
0: And that way then you only have to kind of provide one glass. And you
1: know that people are properly going to enjoy oh, it. Really she does tip. make a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that's the drinks reception covered. What we're going to do is give you an average of a wedding, 100 guests, like I yeah. said before, mm-hmm. 3 hours for the wedding breakfast, okay, which is including speeches, which, you know, this can differ, but I'd say that is the average, average. Yeah. wedding, 100 guests, okay, cool. okay. So, as we said before, 6 glasses of prosecco in a bottle of prosecco. Indeed. 4 glasses of wine a bottle of wine. Yes. 3 hours. Yes. Working on an average of 1 drink per hour per person. Yep. That would be either yep. 50 bottles of Prosecco uh-huh. or 75 bottles of wine.
0: Right. Cool.
1: And again, all we can give you is averages. Yes. If you have less guests, so 80 guests, so you have more guests, 120 guests, yep. then you need to do obviously the math, <laughs> the math for those numbers. Timesing by the hours that you think your wedding breakfast and yeah. uh, speech is going to take <laughs> times either four glasses in a bottle for wine or six six glasses in Prosecco. We will put (laughs) the maths or this average maths in the show notes for you. Because believe me, when Becky and I have been talking about this podcast and all this, we've even got ourselves confused. (laughs)
0: Yes. So we'll make it very clear in the show notes. So you can head there to see the calculations to figure out how much you need.
1: And again, that is not taking into account the people that might not have a drink at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Next thing we're going to talk about is um, matching your drinks to your food. Which I wouldn't have a clue. Not a Scooby. Well, I mean, unless you're some sort of wine connoisseur, I I think, well, I'm just happy to take whatever's being served, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'll take whatever's there. Um, But if you do want to better match your wine to your cuisine, uh, these are just a couple of very brief ideas, but we'll put all this in the show notes as well, Mm -hmm. so that it's a bit more detailed. So if you're going for uh, beef, for steaks, or like a rare roast beef, um, red wine. Yeah, we've actually got... um, what's
1: been recommended is a powerful tannic red wine, oh. such as Barolo. Okay. This means nothing to me. Me neither.
0: This, uh, <laughs> you know, again, speak to your venue. Absolutely. You can take this information to them and say, this is um, what's been suggested from a professional sommelier. Is, mm-hmm. is this something you offer? Would yeah. you recommend the yeah. same?
1: And it's the same like when fish, Pinot Grigio. Yeah. And actually Pinot Grigio also works well for um, roast or braised pork. So okay. if in doubt, Pinot, you know, <laughs> um, and shellfish, uh, Prosecco. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: you know, yeah. Take these ideas to your, your caterers and, yeah. and they'll give you some ideas and, and perhaps they'll offer a tasting session. I don't know if yeah. some venues will. Absolutely. Again, if it's something that's important to okay. you, then you can invest some time in doing yeah. that and researching the appropriate wines. Yeah. What we're going to look at next is how to stock your bar um i'm talking in terms of percentages of what you want to have behind your bar obviously if you're just using your venues bar you don't need to worry about that because it should be fully stocked anyway it should but it's
1: always a good idea again to discuss it especially if you as a couple and you know your friends particularly well so for example i don't know your wedding party are more into cocktails or shots than they're ever going to be into wine yeah it's always better to make sure that they're going to have that stock rather than saying, exactly. "Oh no, we've got n- we've got no gin left."
0: Yeah. And, and it might be even to the point where you can sort of request what gin or what vodka yeah. or what whiskey or yeah. whatever is it is that they yeah. hold behind the bar. Or at least ask the question. You? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you've all got a favourite that you generally drink, yeah, make sure they're stocked up on that. Um, if you're going to stock your own bar. Um, We would suggest that if you're stuck in a full bar, so wine, beer and spirits, that you would do a stock of 50% wine, Prosecco, sparkling wine, 30% spirits and 20% beer. That's generally the breakdown that um, bars tend to work on. And if you're not having spirits? Yeah, then you'll do 75% wine prosecco champagne sparkling wine whatever it is and 25% beer okay and then it comes to if you are stocking your own bar where are you going to get your alcohol from so we mentioned in um, the first series of the podcast episode four um, which is ways to save money on your wedding that there's a few options when it comes to um, buying alcohol for your day you can go on a mini moon across to France perhaps and bring back a car load of wine uh, that might allow you. We said in that episode that that might allow you to get your favorite wine, yes, at a, a lower cost. A lower cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely worth investigating.
1: Yeah, and factor in the travel costs. Yes. Obviously, corkage, as you mentioned before. Yes. However, the travel costs. You know, if you're making it into a holiday, exactly, it is, and what it's it part of that is. thing that
0: we we talked about in that episode of what what's adding value to your day, yeah. to your experience, part of your to your planning memories. process. Yeah. That's you're making memories from, isn't it? Absolutely. And I know a couple of people have done that. Um, And they've really enjoyed the experience and they got really good wine at really good prices and thoroughly enjoyed their time. You could also buy online. There's a great article on the independent about the best um, online places to buy wine. So I'll link to that in the show notes as well. It gives some really good recommendations of where you can go um, to bulk buy online. Uh, And of course there's the supermarkets. They've always Mm -hmm. got an offer on something. So what about ideas for drinks areas, how to serve your drinks? You don't just have to use the bar of your venue. Indeed, you could hire your own bar. Mm -hmm. A mobile bar. A mobile bar. And Charlotte, where would one find a mobile bar for hire? Becky, (laughs) it's funny you should ask that question. The list. The list. Our directory of recommended
1: suppliers. Oh, that's the one. Don't you have an excellent quote to share with everybody? I do. It's quite extensive, actually.
0: Mm -hmm. So this is Sophie from Mm -hmm. Oakhurst. They're excellent, aren't they? So they've got a range of um, converted horse trailer bars. Yeah. Oh my God, they're so cool. And the stools are like... Saddles. Saddles are oh, amazing. Actually, if you look at our Instagram, you'll see some of their images. Yeah, and we'll put some on the show notes. Yeah, well, absolutely.
1: So I want to read out what she said because it is very, very helpful. It is. We have found that gin is still a massive favourite at the moment and where possible, we love to serve ours in large balloon glasses. What she's... um The advice she's given us as well is if the bride and groom can stock a range of gins, then that's great. But if they're on a budget and supplying their own booze, then it's easier and cheaper to stick to a house gin and less expensive pairing tonic. So if doing this, um, then we definitely advise serving their gins in large balloon star glasses with a garnish, because it makes such a big difference and instantly adds huge class and flavour, even when on a tight budget. I like that. We've often had a selection of jars full of garnishes for guests to help themselves, to which often works well. Um, garnishes we advise are as follows. Grapefruit slices, cucumber, which goes well with Hendrix. That's Anthony's favourite
0: Mm -hmm. gin accompaniment. And
1: mine. Lemon, lime, berries, pomegranate, mint, basil, rosemary and thyme. Uh, They also love an eco-friendly paper straw. Who doesn't? Just FYI. For those non-drinkers, those driving and especially a favourite with pregnant guests is a non-alcoholic gin alternative, which is served just like gin in the same style glass with tonic and garnish and is called Seedlip. We definitely recommend getting in a couple of bottles of this as an option for your guests who may not want the standard soft fizzy drink options. Seedlip is available in all major stores or online and many
0: websites have offers available. I really like Seedlip. I've never tried it. Oh, it's really nice. Really? Yeah, it is really nice. And it comes in a selection of different types of flavours, a botanical one, a more fruity sort Uh, of one. There you go. Yeah, it is really nice. There's also
1: like all these garnishes and everything can make like a really nice display piece. Absolutely. If you're just looking for ways to make decor out of something that you need anyway. You might as well. Also uh, love flavoured water in a dispenser for customers to help themselves too. So uh, spring water with slices of cucumber is always a great one to Mm -hmm. offer. It has a subtle taste and is extremely refreshing. Pink or homemade lemonade is always a lovely one to add colour and also elderflower water works well. Again, we can add some um, images to the show notes of the shoot um, that we did for the Rock My Wedding book. Yes, where we've got these dispensers with different things in and bottles and straws and all the rest of it and it's really straightforward to set up but again makes a really nice decor piece for your wedding but also serves a purpose like to sort of that little bit of interactivity
0: i think don't they go in and
1: pour in their own little drink exactly and and for certain you don't have to necessarily wait at a bar if you've got something that you can just go and help yourself to now then cocktails if doing cocktails Then, a nice refreshing summer one to opt for is an Eperol Spritz, Mm. consisting of Eperol, a slice of orange, Prosecco, and ice. For those wanting to go on until the early hours, then we feel you can't go wrong with an espresso martini to boost those energy levels and to keep your guests
0: dancing until the early hours. Whilst we're on the subject of cocktails, there are perhaps a couple that you should avoid because they can take a bit long to make. And not all of them you can pre-make either, That's can because right. they just don't
1: taste the same. if exactly. They're not
0: fresh. Yeah, you want a mojito, it's a bit time-consuming. And yeah. you really, you want a fresh mojito. You, you don't do. want your mint leaves having been in there for soggy. a while. Though. No one likes no. soggy mint leaves. No, they don't. And a, an old-fashioned, something like that, they're, they're just quite time-consuming to make, yeah. aren't they? So try and avoid those. So you
1: want something easy, that easy, refreshing yes, and crowd-pleasing. Yes, Absolutely.
0: The other good thing about cocktails is you can sort of personalise your cocktail menu so it's sort of more relevant to you. So, for example, if we'd have served some Singapore slings at our wedding, we could have perhaps called them the Support Slings or whatever it is, just to, yeah. it's a little bit of fun, isn't it? To yeah. personalise your day.
1: Exactly. Um, and, and
0: again, from a decor perspective, you can make exactly. a lovely, sign, a really nice
1: blackboard. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Of course, you can also serve non alcoholic cocktails. Yeah. Um, pineapple ginger sparkler. Oh, that sounds nice. It's a pims without the (laughs) pims A Paloma fizz, which is sugar, water, grapefruit juice and grapefruit soda. Add some rosemary syrup and a rosemary sprig for garnish.
0: See, that's nice, isn't it? Because if you've got that sort of botanical gin thing going on with a bit of rosemary in it, then you've got a similar sort of... An option for... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Along the same vibes. Uh, Mint iced tea. Oh, iced tea's a good one.
1: Yeah. That's a really good idea. A watermelon cucumber cooler. Oh. So this would be uh, with some watermelon and syrup. Cucumber syrup, that is. Um, or you could just obviously have sparkling water and add some garnish to yeah. it. Yeah. What Becky and I were discussing before we started um, recording the podcast was how... With regards to the non-alcoholic options and the fact that you can obviously make this decor piece out of a drink stand with those mm. dispensers and the garnishes and the straws and all those things, um, it's a good idea to, in a way to specify that as
0: the non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah, definitely. Because then those people know where they can go yeah. to help themselves. And also, I think as, as well, if your drink station is the non-alcoholic one, you're going to entice the people that do want to drink the booze to perhaps have the odd non-alcoholic drink as well to balance it out a little bit. And uh, if it is a help yourself situation, they're not having a treble. (laughs)
1: That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) On the subject of non-alcoholic as well, who's to say that you have to have sort of a cold, refreshing drink? Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of almost like an evening drink station. Oh, yeah, And I don't just mean tea and coffee. Oh, I mean... How about a hot chocolate? A oh, hot chocolate bar. Imagine. Oh, like, yes. It's now you're an
0: talking. Autumn or winter. Oh, wedding. lovely. Marshmallows. Marshmallows. Yes. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's such a good idea. I love that. And a coffee station. Why not have a
1: fancy coffee station? Exactly. You don't have like speak to your venue. Yeah. But I I find at weddings sometimes, you know, you've had your three courses, you've done the speeches, and they sort of bring out the coffee and teas, and sometimes they can look
0: a bit lonely. Yeah. Because everyone's kind of left. And often then that's the only time you get offered a coffee and sometimes that might be not the time you want one. Yeah, exactly. And actually, we've we've shot a a nice um, coffee cart before, haven't we? So we'll I'll share that in the show notes as well, so you can have a look. And again, it's just another piece of
1: decor. Yeah speak to you if any sure they're okay with that because they might say okay that's fine rather than delivering the coffee and tea to your table after your third yeah. course or however you're doing it they might be willing to put it on a trolley for you instead or do mm. it in a different way which means that people make more use of what's yeah. on
0: offer yeah. yeah great tip in the show notes as well i'll um link to our pinterest board uh, which is called cocktail hour which is loads of different cocktail recipes, ideas for having a drinks area, that sort of stuff. So loads of inspiration on there. And in the show notes, I will also link to some of our very favourite um, drink station weddings and different ways to serve your wedding cocktails. And I think that's it, shall? Anything else to add? No, just that I quite fancy a uh, bramble. I oh know, me too. Maybe we should just go get one, we should, shall we? On. Yeah. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Oh, by the way, this is the last episode of Series 2, everybody. It? My gosh. Thank you so much for uh, all your feedback. I know we've said it before, but we do really appreciate it. Um, if you want to leave us a review, please do. Little five stars wouldn't go amiss. And um, thanks very much. We'll see you very soon Thank for you. Series 3. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Becky and Charlotte from Rot My Wedding, the UK's most influential wedding brand. For more content, visit rotmywedding.co.uk. follow us on Instagram at rockmywedding, or buy the book Your Day Your Way from Amazon or any leading book retailer. This podcast is produced by We Are The Clarks.